0: I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember, but I haven't always understood how to find the books that work for me. In the last few years, I've put focused time into my reading life to explore new-to-me genres and find the reading frameworks that work for me. I've gone from being completely lost in a sea of titles to homing in on the exact reads that will be amazing for me. In this season, I'll share my very first time keeping a reading journal, and I'll recommend the titles I discover and love along the way along with specific practical tips to help you find the books you need in your reading life. This is Season 3, Episode 6 of Reading Like an Adult, and in this episode we're going to talk about identifying reading seasons and phases, and noticing whether or not they work for you, and we'll look at summer reading as a specific example of a reading season. Summer 2022 has been an absolutely incredible time for new books. Every season, new and shiny and buzzy reads come out, and I pick up and put down a lot of them. This summer has felt unprecedented in the number of times I've started a book almost certain that I'm just trying it out for a couple of chapters before setting it down, only for that book to take over my imagination and keep me turning pages to the end. Going into this summer, I created a personal reading list with two general categories, comfort and stretch. My comfort books included titles that are firmly in my reading wheelhouse, where I could pick up a book and be 99% sure I'd enjoy it. And my stretch books were reads that would let me try something new. Two of my favorite surprises so far have been The Patron Saint of Second Chances by Christine Simon and When We Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. I picked up The Patron Saint of Second Chances without any expectations. I wasn't super hooked by the setup, and I obviously didn't know what to expect from this author since it's her first novel. But the first few pages got me invested in the quirky characters and their charming small town right away. I loved the PG Wodehouse screwball comedy-esque vibes, and the pacing was perfect, slow enough for you to get to know the characters fast enough to keep you turning pages. If you've always wanted to be into cozy mysteries but don't want to read a book about murder, This might be a great summer read for you. As for When We Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill, I have so many thoughts about this amazing read that may need to go into a newsletter, but I'll just say that I very rarely enjoy fantasy or historical fiction, and I love this book even though it has elements of both genres. If you're looking for a total comfort read and you enjoy romantic comedies, Book Lovers by Emily Henry was another favorite from a summer full of amazing books. It's the perfect escape to a small-town bookstore. Think You've Got Mail meets your favorite Hallmark holiday rom-com. Still another favorite was the memoir and essays, Bomb Shelter, Love, Time, and Other Explosives by Mary Laura Philpott. The memoir and essays genre sneaks up on you. At first, you think you're reading about random moments from someone's life, and in a sense, you are. But in flawless examples like bomb shelter, those random moments add up to some keen and tender insight about life and the human condition that leaves you floored. Some of my favorite essays were Fire Starter, Pinwheel, Do You Hear the People Sing, and Another Box, Another Christmas, but I love them all. While this summer has been a wonderful reading season so far, I recently felt discontent in my reading life, and I wasn't sure what was going on. I looked at each individual book I was reading, and every title was something I wanted to read. I didn't want to put anything down, and yet I was unhappy with my reading life as a whole. Looking at my reading journal and my Goodreads tracking gave me the answer. My reading life felt incomplete because it didn't include a novel. I'd fallen into a brief reading season of about two weeks, where I read several nonfiction books and a short story collection, but didn't pick up a novel. There were several factors at play. For one, I don't like to keep too many story threads, whether fiction or nonfiction, going on in my mind at the same time, and because I'd started several nonfiction books plus a short story collection that I wanted to read to the end, I resisted picking up a novel and adding another bookish world to the mix. I also thought I was prepared in the fiction part of my reading life since I'd been planning to read a couple of specific novellas during the start of the summer reading season. But I got halfway through one of the novellas, and it just wasn't the right book for me, so I put it down. I think it was ultimately good for my brain to complete all the books I was reading, and every one of them was worth my time. But this reading phase definitely taught me that I don't want to go two weeks again without picking up a novel I enjoy. It was such a significant absence that it actually made me question my love of reading. This experience was a good reminder that tracking my reading life will help me pinpoint what's missing so I don't make the same mistake again. I've shifted mostly to a digital reading journal and it gives me the space I need for random notes and thoughts, like my observation about reading too much nonfiction at the same time. I've also been asking myself what I really want for my reading journal right now and I think the answer is that I want to remember the reads I loved. I want to get down a great quote or a quick note that will capture something of the feeling the book gave me and remind me when I look back later why I enjoyed it so much. For the month of June, I wanted to read business nonfiction. This is a genre that I read often when I worked in marketing several career moves ago. Now I'm approaching it in an entirely different way, as a fiction writer who wants to create stories that people remember. Being a working artist is a fascinating balance between business and creativity. On the one hand, if you spend all your time planning a big, shiny, fast paced career and pushing your product on social media, you'll never find the quiet and the time that you need to create. But on the other hand, if you don't think about the industry you want to work in at all, then you won't be able to connect your art to the people who will love it. One of the all time great examples of this balance is the singer songwriter Taylor Swift. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm an obsessed fan, so I'm clearly biased, but Swift is literally the textbook example of an artist who also knows how to market herself. She writes songs that people connect with, and she's continually reinventing her music to explore new sounds and new ways to approach a story. She's also a master marketer, revealing just enough about her personal life through her art to hold the world's attention, and finding genuine ways to connect with her fans and create new ones. Swift's music and the various narratives she's created and or blown up about her life are sticky. We remember her songs, and we talk about the Easter eggs she hides in her music videos. Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath was the business nonfiction read I chose for June, and it's all about how to get your ideas to stick in people's heads. If you're not familiar, the Heath brothers have written a lot of nonfiction together to explore big ideas. How do you persuade people to change their minds? What makes an ordinary experience memorable? Of their other books, I've also read Switch and The Power of Moments, both of which were fun reads full of fascinating case studies. As someone who reads a lot of books and can't always remember what I read, I appreciated that Made to Stick was structured around a sticky acronym, SUCCESS. Memorable, actionable ideas are simple, unexpected, concrete, credible, emotional, and conveyed with story. One of my favorite case studies in Made to Stick was a Hamburger Helper in-depth marketing survey that made them realize they had too many products on grocery store shelves. A Hamburger Helper representative who had read everything about that customers on paper actually went to families' homes, with their permission, to spend a couple of hours with each busy mom as she wrangled the kids and made dinner. This marketing expert technically knew who Hamburger Helper was trying to sell their products to, but she didn't see them as real people until she watched them put dinner on the table. Thanks to this concrete example, the expert could give Hamburger Helper practical advice. The moms complained that there were too many products on the shelf. Their kids didn't care about different shapes of pasta, and they just wanted to eat the same thing every time. With too many options, it was harder to find what they needed. Hamburger Helper was able to streamline its product line, saving money by offering fewer options and actually increasing their sales the next year. I'm not trying to sell boxes of Hamburger Helper, but I am trying to sell my audience on a story. Made to Stick was a helpful book for me to read while I'm thinking about my process for the next manuscript that I send to literary agents. My query, which is basically the pitch for the book needs to be simple, unexpected, concrete, credible, and emotional, and it needs to showcase my story in the best possible way. Today's reading resource is something of an anti-resource. I've discovered that as helpful as the Goodreads app has been for me, sometimes it helps to not use Goodreads right away. Marking a book as currently reading can make me feel like it's been added to my to-do list, and I need to check it off as quickly as possible which is especially unhelpful if you're a mood reader. I've been enjoying that flirtation phase with a book where I haven't fully committed to reading it to the end and no one knows I've picked it up yet. This year, I've been in a mood reader phase and waiting to add a book to my currently reading list gives me mental space to see if my reading mood shifts before I make it official. I've also found that staying low-key on Goodreads lets me revisit a backlist book I loved. I wanted to reread some of my favorites this year, and waiting to remark People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry as reading has helped me feel that I have the space to reread it slowly and enjoy it, picking it back up whenever I have a gap in my reading life where I need to reach for a comfort book. One note, if it's important to you to track how long it took you to read a book and or the exact dates you began and completed a book, then I recommend jotting down those dates wherever works for you. And you can even go back and edit the dates read in your goodreads if you want everything to match in this last segment i wanted to recommend search by michelle honeyvin as one of my favorite books of 2022 so far in this unique literary novel that's written in the style of a food memoir restaurant critic dana Potowski joins her church's committee to find a new pastor and secretly so she can write a book about the search This book is dishy yet thoughtful, quirky but completely believable, and hard to put down. I kept turning pages to see what character dynamics would develop next, and couldn't wait to find out if the Unitarian Universalist congregation in Southern California ever finds a new pastor, but I was also reluctant to turn the last page and leave this world. If you'd like to pick up a literary novel this summer that's still easy, readable, and a ton of fun, Search might be the right book for you. Thanks for listening. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com to find a list of all the books mentioned in this episode. If you'd like more book recommendations or even a personalized reading list of your own, please check out my Substack newsletter, People Who Like Things. Subscribers will immediately get access to the two parts of my summer reading guide with even more recommendations for this summer's amazing books. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, I'll share the super specific new kind of reading journal I've been keeping. I can't wait.